It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Ladies and gentlemen, we're taking the podcast on the road this season. We want you to come with us. We're heading to Tampa. We're heading to Nashville. We're heading to New Orleans and maybe a couple other surprises. Thanks to fansofphilly.com. That's P-H-A-N-S, fansofphilly.com. They put all the packages together for us. We're going to hit the road. Set it and forget it. Four-star hotels, direct flights, tickets to the game, tailgates, pregame festivities, and can be a part of our show's as we're there the whole weekend, wherever we are going. Fansofphilly.com. Make sure you use the code BGN so we all stick together and come have fun with us as we cheer on our Super Bowl champion, Philadelphia Eagles, and take over every stadium that we are in this season. Fansofphilly.com. Promo code BGN. Welcome on in to the 36th, a.k.a. the Brian Westbrook episode of the Counterpoint Podcast. Brought to you by BGN Radio, bgnradio.com, and bleedinggreennation.com. I am Jack Fritz, as always, and we're going to start off uh, very early, obviously. Every episode, we pretty much go into the trust tree, but we're, we're, we're coming out of this episode, jumping right into the trust tree. Uh, it, it's it's Jack's headline number one, uh, and uh, we're gonna just go right into the trust tree early. I read the David Aker situation completely wrong. I'm gonna eat some crow here early on this episode because I gotta do it. I gotta give mad props to the all-time points leader in Eagles history because the dude brought it. And you know when it when it came out and it was announced that that David Akers is gonna be the one that's gonna be going down to Dallas and having a chance to stomp on the entire world, I was I was a little bit angry. Well, I was very angry. I didn't. I didn't like it one bit. Uh, I didn't want my measly kicker going down there, and and you know delivering the the punch that was gonna knock out Dallas forever. Turns out I was wrong, and sending a kicker, a measly little white kicker with a whiny sounding voice, to put Cowboys fans in their grave, was genius. It was genius, by far. One of the best P- PR moves that this organization has made 
in, in recent years. Uh, David Akers went down there. I mean, he just completely rose to that whole room. I mean, you know, you have this stupid cowboy fan being like, they got roasted. They got absolutely roasted by a kicker. They got roasted by David Akers. And I know he still had his little whiny, measly voice. That made it all the better. It made it all the better. Uh, David Akers, mad respect to you, my friend. Mad respect because I and a, and a lot of other people were, were down. We were down on the David Akers selection to go down to Dallas and stomp on them. Uh, and and just once again, this the, this Eagles team is riding just an insane hot streak. Like Howie, Howie and the boys are on an insane hot streak. First, they jump ahead. They, well, first they do the whole David Akers thing after they move down. I mean, of course, we got to start with the move down. I mean, Howie, Howie was just like, oh, you're going to let Lamar Jackson fall that far? Guess what? I got five teams behind me trying to trade up and get him. Oh, and I'm also going to block the Giants from getting him as well. Like, Howie, Howie was just, had his feet back. He lit a cigar as he kept seeing Lamar Jackson fall. He puffed on the cigar as, as Lamar Jackson kept falling down that draft board. He started cackling, and Lurie's like, oh, my God, Howie, why are you laughing so hard? I mean, we have a pick in like four picks. Like, why are you laughing? Howie's like, my friend, we are all good. Because Howie knew exactly what he was doing as Lamar Jackson was tumbling down that draft board. He was just sitting there waiting for that phone to come ringing and being like, oh, wait, a second round pick next year? So we have 11 picks next year? (laughs) I mean, heading into a Carson Wentz contract year? Yeah, I'll take that. Sure. Yeah. Oh, and we also get a second round pick where we're going to take the guy that we're going to take at 32 anyway. Oh, no. Yeah, sure. We'll take that as well. Thank you, Ozzie Newsom. Are you even a good GM? I don't know. Uh, masterful job by Howie. Trades down. Uh, does does what we asked him to do. Picks up a second round pick next year. I mean, you, you saw you saw the Alshon Jeffrey Instagram with Howie getting swole in the in the weight room, and that wasn't really Howie getting swole. That was Howie just taking out all of the frustration uh, of draft week. Not really frustration in a sense, just just all the built up aggression. I guess Howie had built up during draft week. He was letting it out on those poor poor weights. Okay. Howie needs at least three days of pure workouts to get the aggression off of his body because, you know, Howie may look like a measly guy, but around draft season, the dude is just aggressive. And it, it translates into the into the into the war room. You know, he's just always on the phone making moves. And then when he makes that move, he's like, oh that's all he was doing with with the weightlifting. I mean, Howie during Howie Week is is a different animal. And, and he, what you saw in the Alshon and Jeffrey Instagram was the come down from Howie Week. I mean, the guy is, I, I can't say enough about him. Absolutely love the guy. Uh, he did exactly what we asked him to do. I mean, I, I, don't, I didn't pay attention to the draft as closely as I usually do. But, like, I just trust everything he does at this point. So I just assume Dallas Godert. Goddard? Godert? We got to figure that out. First off, we have to fix the first name. We, we got to just start calling him Philly until he just says, all right, my name's Philly now. Um, and it's Goddard? It's Goddard. I'm going to go with Goddard. That's the, official, that's the official counterpoint pronunciation of Dallas Goddard. It is Goddard. But we're also going to call him Philly Goddard or just anything else. Just until he says, all right, fine. I give up. Anyway. Got really sidetracked there. I'm going to be completely honest with you. But 
uh, you know, I got a lot of tweets being like, wow, you were so wrong about David Akers. And I was like, listen, what you guys are picking up on is that I'm mostly wrong about everything. <laughs> and uh, I read this. I read the Acres situation wrong. Great job by the Eagles organization. That's why they are. They just continue to be the best. Another thing, another underrated part of the Acres situation was Doug sitting there on the phone with the prospect and also just laughing like, "Look at this fucking guy up on the stage." Uh, I mean, Doug. Doug's smile brings a smile to my face. Uh, also. So, so, so moving on from the Acres thing, it was great. I was wrong. Great. It was a great move by him. There were some big jersey changes that, that went that went underreported, but don't worry. I did not miss them. I did not miss them one bit. I have some very, very strong thoughts. Uh, jersey changes. So the, they, they changed their numbers once, once you know, the free agents were announced, whatever. I don't know why they decided to do it when they did, but they did it. And really, really positive jersey number changes. And we'll start by number one. Ronald Darby changing from 41 to 21. And I, I, I think it was at this moment how he was like, uh, we're not trading him. What were they, a day, th- day three pick for a guy who's going to be CB1 this year? Have you seen him in number 21? I mean, Ronald Darby is going to be a pro bowler this year. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. Moving from 41 to 21 is such a positive change that at that exact moment, how he was like, we're not trading this guy. What am I, crazy? So all in. On Ronald Darby, number 21. He's going to be a pro bowler this year. You heard it here first. Um, next, Jay Jai went to number 26. And, you know, I am I am glad this happened. One, because it gets 36 away from him and, and just lets that be, be Brian Westbrook's number. Like, 36 is B. West's number. No matter what Jay Jai does in an Eagles uniform... That's always going to be Brian Westbrook's number. Now he's wearing number 26. Now 26 is another favorite number of mine because of Chase Utley. So seeing a Jai in 26, it, 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 I like it a lot, but Utley is mostly connotated with 26, so it's tough. I love the number 26. I think it's a really strong football number, and uh, I, I expect another big, healthy, his knees will not be a problem, year for Jai Jai. That's a positive number change. It is not a disaster. And... Um, Haloti Nada is going to re- return to Pro Bowl form this year. He is wearing number 94. He is going to look gorgeous in the number 94. I'm just calling my shot now. So a lot of positive jersey number changes. Bennett's wearing 77. I, I didn't think that was comment worthy. Um, but all in on Ronald Darby. I, I will I will tell you that. Also, uh, I may be the crazy one here. Now, that's probably the case. I'm, I'm usually the crazy one. But I don't know why I'm wired this way. I really don't. I really don't know why I'm wired this way. But I talk myself into undrafted free agent moves quicker than anyone you'll ever meet in your entire life. I fucking love undrafted free agent moves. When I see that the Eagles, when, like when I see tweets saying that the Eagles overspent on, on certain undrafted free agents, it moves. And I think you know what it means. When I say it moves, I love this shit. And I, and I think I love it so much because I think the idea of finding a steal with the undrafted free agents is the symbol of a good, healthy, well-run organization. They found it last year with Corey Clement. He turned into a Super Bowl MVP caliber player. And it looks like they did it again this year because the stuff that I've seen come out about Jeremy Reeves this this safety 
from from Southern Alabama. I mean, Ben Solak, who, who we've had on the show, said he's a top 75 player on his board. And I think Michael Kiss had him in the hundreds as well. And they were just shocked that he wasn't drafted. I mean, when I hear stuff like that, honestly, it moves. I get a little semi-chub. The, the Wentz meter comes out of retirement. The Wentz semi-chub meter moves. It, it, it starts to, to, to ticker up a little bit. I mean, and then... And then they got a, the Josh Adams kid from Notre Dame who, like, people were just like, why didn't that guy get drafted? Like, he, he, was, he was a top five Heisman voter or Heisman whatever for the first five weeks of the season. Now, I fell off a little bit, but in a, in a reduced role here. I mean, why even draft a running back when you can get guys like Josh Adams on the undrafted ranks? So, like, honestly, honestly, undrafted free agent moves. Are, like, I'm, I'm more excited about the undrafted free agent moves than I am about the draft picks just, just being completely honest um, and the final Jack's headline before we get to the name tests because the Jack Fritz name test I know you guys are all waiting bated breath for, for my name analysis on the Eagles draft because the name test is undefeated I mean everyone I, listen I, I don't want to tease too much but they, you know I think they did a mostly good job but I got, I got some problems with some of the names that they picked and we'll, we'll talk about it. But the last Jack Fritz headline is the, the, the Darius Geis stuff. So Darius Geis was a guy that everyone pretty much wanted at 32. And, you know, there was rumors he was going to go at 13 to the Redskins. Whatever. And then he starts falling on draft night, fell into the second round. And these reports are coming out that there was an altercation during an Eagles meeting with Darius Geis. And... I'm just going to assume that this is exactly what happened. I'm going to assume that Darius Geis, and now it's Darius Geis, he's sitting in the room, he is sitting with Howie Roseman, he's sitting with Deuce Staley. Doug's not here. I don't know why. This is just what I'm envisioning. And and Howie's talking to him. Deuce is talking to him. Howie like says something about his game, and Darius Geis drops a... I mean, who are you, you little weasel? Are you even a football guy? And then Howie jumps across the desk, slams Darius Geist into the wall, picks him up by his neck, and said, motherfucker, I just won the Super Bowl. And then Deuce has to pull him off of Darius Geist. And that was that. That was that. I mean, aggressive, I told you, aggressive Howie comes out in waves during Howie season. So everyone's like, oh, man, like, did him and, him and Deuce Staley get into a fight? No, all wrong. Howie gripped him and threw him against the wall and said, listen, motherfucker, I just won the Super Bowl. Howie sees in Howie. He's just a, he is just a different animal. You can't even question if he's a football guy anymore. He's aggressive, and I love it. All right, it's time. It's time to break down the names in the 2018 NFL draft for the Philadelphia Eagles, and we're also going to get into some undrafted free agent guys because you know they're people too and obviously they're very very important look at Corey Clement even though he's a total fraud but whatever we'll forgive him we'll forgive him so the name test it is time let's get into it first off second round pick Dallas Goddard now um, it's a football name it's a very good football name Dallas Goddard when I first heard the name and I closed my eyes and I envisioned the name Dallas Goddard before even knowing anything about him or, you know, whatever. I envisioned he was a guy that would just run people over and maul people into the end zone. And guess what? Eight yards after contact last year, according to Pro Football Focus, which, again, 
Very big pro football focus guys in the off season. Now, during the regular season, they're stupid as shit. But during the off season, when none of us know anything about these players and pro football focus says they're good, well, guess what? Guys, a steal. So, Dallas Goddard, a guy that's going to run over people at the tight end position. Now, Avante Maddox, in my honest opinion, and in my name test honest opinion, was the best draft pick of the bunch. Avante Maddox just sounds like a stud slot, a slot corner. You know that guy, you know, if, 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 if close your eyes and you imagine the name Avante Maddox, like that guy's running a 4-4. There's no doubt in my mind. So Avante Maddox, in my opinion, was the best pick of the draft because of that name. Now, this is gonna this is gonna ruffle some feathers. This is this is you know, people are gonna say, wow, clickbait, sad. Um, Josh Sweat, I am I am out on Josh Sweat. Josh Sweat is a terrible football name. It is a god awful football name. Now I know you're like, oh my god, you know, I just heard cars crash on 95. Guess what, people? Josh Sweat is going to be a bust because his name is bad. His name is bad. It's a bad football name. I'm basing this off the premise that usually if your name, if your last name coincides directly with something that is real, like sweat, and it's just like sweat's just not a last name. It's just not a name. A sweat is a thing. Like when you think of the term sweat, you're thinking of sweat. You're not thinking of a defensive end from Florida State. it, It would be unprecedented for a guy of the name Josh Sweat to turn out to be a good player. And for people that can't see that, I'm sorry, but that's why I'm here. You know, I was getting ripped. I was getting ripped for saying that Josh Sweat's a bad football name. I was getting ripped by by people who just don't know shit about how to read names. Like, you're talking to me. Like, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? Josh Sweat is a bad football name. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling it like it is. And I'm sorry if that offends. But I'm out on Josh Sweat. All right, well, moving on to Matt Pryor. Now, Matt Pryor stinks. Matt Pryor is bad. Matt Pryor needs to go pick up a ball and bat because you're a baseball player, my son. No, Matt Pryor is a bad football player. There's there's a 0% chance that guy's going to be good. Jordan Mailata, obviously the big rugby guy. First off, uh, we're going to be very early on this. The Counterpoint Podcast endorses Jordan Mailata, 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 whatever, as the official steal of the draft because he is going to be an animal here. He is going, like, you just don't find guys that run as fast as he does at the size that he does with the agility of that guy, with the amount of body fat. Like, that guy isn't, he's just, he is a, a piece of clay to be molded by Jeff Stoutland. And guess what? Even if, He's not a great offensive lineman. You're telling me that you put him at fullback and you let him just try to maul people that that like Corey Clement or JJ or Josh Adams or Darren Sproles just doesn't run to Camden. I mean, seriously. That who is blocking that guy? Put that put his ass in fullback. That's my first my first suggestion, Doug. Because I know you listen to the podcast, and I know when he made that selection, they were like, oh my God, this guy's going to be an animal. So even if he doesn't turn into the left tackle of the future, he's going to be useful in some scenario here because he is an athletic freak. All in on Jordan Malata. Malata. I think that's how you say it. Now, the undrafted guys. Now, 
Jeremy Reeves, like, just just close your eyes and you're like, that guy's a stud safety prospect. There's there's zero doubt in my mind. He's like, that guy's going to be a stud here. He, he's going to make the roster. I don't know why he wasn't drafted, but phew, idiot other teams. Uh, and then we got Josh Adams, who, listen, I want to be in on Josh Adams, and I'm really conflicted here because I obviously I love the undrafted free agent route. It moves when I see that we're overpaying for these guys. But it's also a bad name for a running back. Josh Adams? Like, go take up your Civil War reenactments, Josh. Like, I, I just, I can't see it. And I'm trying to fight this because I want Josh Adams to be a stud here. It's a terrible running back name. Terrible running back name. Another one, Joe Ostman. Like, like, go get your hard head on and go do construction, Joe. First off, no defensive ends. Name is Joe. Out. Uh, who is the other one on here that I was just like, what's the what's even the point? Oh, Toby Weathersby. No guy named Toby is a good NFL player, especially with the last name Weathersby. Like, I just assume this is a big-ass white dude who just, like, loafs around the football field. Not here. Not here. I don't. I didn't, I didn't understand the point of even picking up the phone to, to call Toby Weathersby. There's a 0% chance that guy's going to be good. But that's it. That's the analysis of the draft, the undrafted free agents. Um, it's a, you know, until next year, until round draft season, we'll, we'll break out the name test again. And, you know, we'll, we'll revisit this throughout the, the, throughout the season. You know, I'm sure I'll get tweets when Josh Sweat has like three sacks in the first four games and be like, oh, yeah, look, listen, I hope I'm wrong. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But let's move on. All right, let's check the CounterPoint mailbag, which you can always reach at counterpointmailbag at gmail.com. Or, well, if you tweet me too early before I call it, I'll probably forget. So I wouldn't do that if you want to get your uh, your questions in. But you can always email uh, counterpointmailbag at gmail.com. Uh, from Demetrius Brooks. Uh, first off, that's a great football name. Like, you should you should have been a linebacker in the league, Demetrius. <laughs> um, two questions. Are you going to address Bartard actually thinking that the Birds are going to lose their opening night ring ceremony game against the Falcons? Well, listen, uh, I think I think it's just clear. I think it's clear John doesn't know football. They're not losing at home during the ring ceremony. Like, was he crazy? He actually said that? Man. That is that is a bad that's a that's a borderline fireable take. There is a zero percent chance the Eagles lose opening night. Zero percent chance. Come on, Barchard. What are you doing? Yeah, it's, I, sometimes I question his football knowledge, and this is one of those instances. Uh, from Andrew Sissons. Sisons? One of those two. Uh, hey, Jack, I think it's reasonable to say that we need Dallas Goddard, Goddard to legally change his name to Philip Philly Goddard. I know it seems like asking a lot for him, but I'm worried that he's not all in if he doesn't want to do it. Is this fair? Completely fair. So, I'll, I, I, you know, it's it's unfair to say, hey, man, like you got to change your name now. But I don't think it's totally unreasonable to just start calling him Philly until he just goes like, you know what? Fine. Fine. My name's Philly now. We don't have to force him to change his name. But I think if we just call him Philly over and over again, eventually, he, eventually he'll get it. So... Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. I'm, I'm sure Dallas has already been looking for podcasts in the Philly area about the Eagles 
and I'm sure he's listening now and he knows he knows what's coming <laughs> um, from Matt Bomb, Jack these ignoramuses continuing to cry over the loss of Blunt is making me mad isn't it time to spank these diseased toddlers butts and teach them the realities of LeGarrette Blunt yes he had an amazing home opener and yes, he has some awesome runs, but for about a six to eight week stretch of the season, he couldn't average three yards per carry. That sucked. There's no way around it. He sucked for a long period of the season. It's highly disappointed that any other disease fan would fall notice to this. Uh, just because we see him truck a D-back from time to time, it doesn't mean he's trucking linebackers. And on BGN's draft podcast, we've got a caller literally saying he's never seen J.H.I.E. move multiple men in the pile. I swear there are certain corners of Philly where the water ain't right. I would argue that while both running backs were on the Eagles, Ajayi had more yards after contact, more yards per carry, and more highlight reels with him gaining yards while a defender was on his back. I don't know that. That's my recollection. recollection. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But speak the truth, Jack. Teach these people this is embarrassing. So, uh, yeah. I mean, the fact that someone would honestly say that they'd never seen Jay Ajayi move multiple men in the pile is just ridiculous and I too wonder about some of the water in Philadelphia because some of the takes are just like too bad like they're just there's too bad of takes uh and like Garrett Blunt's a nice player he he was good in the playoffs just because like I felt like when teams uh started to wear down it'd be like oh there's there's Garrett Blunt but like they're they're gonna be fine it's not like the world's ending because Garrett Blunt isn't <laughs> isn't gonna be on the team next year all right from Nicholas Jensen Jack, love your counterpoint show. Best segment of the BGN podcast. Always makes me laugh. Keep killing it. Okay, I'm going into the trust tree. I want to know your thoughts on the power of playoff beards. I'd never grown a beard before. Hated the post-double weirdness phase, but this last season I stopped shaving once the Eagles locked up the NFC East. I about shaved after the Dallas loss, but we know that didn't count, and my wife, who I converted into a huge Eagles fan, told me to not bitch out. That sounds like a strong woman. Woman. Uh, I kept the beard, and we won the Super Bowl, so now I'm a beard guy. The correlation between my beard and the Eagles' success is clear, but do I keep the beard indefinitely, shave before the season starts, or keep it until they lose? Let me know your thoughts. One last comment. David Akers is my boy, but you had me worried about him making our second round draft selection. I didn't know if he would lay into the Cowgirls like we wanted him to. Everything about his trolling of the Cowboys and the Eagles in general, jumping in front of them to draft a, a, a tight end named Dallas was amazing. I loved how Akers pointed out how long they've sucked. I've watched the clip a dozen times. I think you owe him, owe him an apology. Yes, Oh, him a massive apology. I was completely wrong. They nailed the selection. Um, yeah, him saying how <laughs> these draft picks weren't like if you haven't if you haven't watched the David Akers roasting of the Cowboys more than ten times by now, you're just you just don't get it. Like you, listen, listen, this, this is this is what I'm talking about. This is the difference between diseased fans and just your your Sunday Eagles fans. Diseased Eagles fans wake up to that almost every day. They've watched it no less than 15 times because that was just such a moment. It was such an amazing moment. Shout out to David Akers. Also, I forgot to talk about this in the, in the open, but like, I love how as soon as the Eagles made that pick and like you, you pan to the Cowboys draft room and it was like a a moratorium in there or more. I don't know what it is. You know what I'm saying? All right. Listen, listen, I've gotten a lot of tweets and a lot of emails about how, like, I misuse words. Listen. Relax. Okay? You know what I'm going for. Moratorium. Moratorium. All right? Come on, that's fair. That was close enough. 
Uh, but it was like a moratorium in there. And, and you know, and then they come out and they're like, well, you know, we were never going to take Dallas Goddard anyway. Why would we ever take that guy? I mean, it's not like we needed a tight end uh, with Jason Witten all of a sudden being like, you know what? I'm done. I, <laughs> you drafted a Flyers goalie prospect in the first round that has multiple neck injuries. Uh, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with this franchise. Uh, and, the, and then the Cowboys come out like, no, we, we love our tight ends. Sure you do. Sure you do. Anyway, back to the playoff beard stuff. Listen, as a beard guy myself, and you know, I I just naturally did the did the playoff beard thing. I think playoff beards are pretty much played out. I think I think playoff beards are a hockey thing. I really do. I think they're a hockey thing. I don't know if they work in all sports, but like you know, I don't think you can ever shave again. I think that's fair. Until the Eagles are are eliminated from next year. Listen, you can trim it up. But Nicholas, you are a beard guy now. And you can't you can't shave that until you know that their season is over next year. That's how it is. And then you can shave again. And everyone will understand. Like, oh, Nick's back. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the Twitter.com, which you can always tweet me at Jack Fritz WIP. Uh, Brandon Allen trying to he made some bad jokes here. He made some he made some bad dad jokes. It's okay, but we're gonna read it because I, I'm here to I'm here to embarrass Brandon. Um, I was gonna say don't sweat it if you can't get to qu- to my question. But do you sweat when you get these mailbag questions? What sport do you sweat the most when you play it? My point is, why don't you like the name Sweat? I'm not even joshing you, Brandon. That was bad. It's very bad, very bad. <laughs> That's all I gotta say about that. Um, from Zach at S underscore V underscore three. Assuming he doesn't do it himself, who would be the voice of the audiobook for Doug Peterson's upcoming upcoming memoir? So Doug Peterson's got a book coming out. And I tell you what, like, I think I would name it Ice Cream with a question mark. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait to read Doug's book. I want to know everything about Doug Peterson. I think it, I think it's going to be a funny book. And the man to to announce this book or to to read this book or do the voiceover for this book, whatever it is, uh, is the manliest man in Hollywood, just like Doug is the manliest man in, in the football world, and that is Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman it should definitely be the voice of Doug Peterson's audiobook. From at Rogmoto, counter idea, uh, rank the names of people who at you. Clearly, I'm number one because Rog is the second greatest band in the universe be- after G-War. If you have not checked them out, first off, shame on you. Second, listen to a song. Love the pod, bro. Um, yeah, I had no idea who any of those bands are. They sound, they sound, they seem screamo-y, which like isn't really music. Like it's just god awful music. Like they're, it's not, it's it's probably the worst music ever they like, created in my in my opinion. But uh, you know, I don't really have like I I love the people that that tweet me consistently about Counterpoint and that like my favorite. My favorite is the people that, that, that get counterpoint and then come in with, with like little jokes about counterpoint and like, cause then, it, then it's like respect. It's like they get it and you know, and then, then there's people who don't get it and get really mad about counterpoint. So I don't really have a favorite. Uh, I mean, you're, you're a great tweeter, tweeter into the show. Uh, I know that you and your wife listen to it because she thinks I'm funny in like a, in like a weird way. Um, but I don't really have a favorite. I kind of love everyone. I'm still, still new this whole thing. Um, from, uh, at not my real emails is the new rugby guy. 
I know his name, but I'm not going to call him a football player. I'm not, but until he's a football player, he will be a rugby guy. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, is he going to be the scariest kick coverage guy in the history of the sport? He is made for open field mayhem, and I'm here for watching it. Yeah, I'm all for putting him back there and having Darren Sproles just like run behind him. Like I, first off, Eagles PR because I know you listen to the show. I need a picture of Jordan Malata next to Darren Sproles. Like. It's an easy way to get a thousand retweets. It's like I, I even have a suggestion for you. Just say, "Take your kid to school day," or something. Listen, that's just good PR one one for you. I know you listen. Have a picture of Darren Sproles next to Jordan Malata, and say, "When it's take your kid to school day." Simple as that. But yes, I agree with you. Uh, at not my real emails. So uh, Nick Nemeroff, two questions: Is Darius Geis banned from the pod? Two, is Jack Fritz banned for the pod for being wrong about Akers? Well, listen, I don't know if I can ban myself twice in like four pods, but I am going to own up to it, and I've already owned up to it. Listen, I was wrong about Akers. <laughs> anyway, Darius Geis is so fucking banned from the pod for even questioning that Howie Roseman was a football guy. Of course he's, of course he's banned from the podcast. From some guy named Brandon Lee Gowton, rank the Eagles draft picks and any other notable UDFAs you want to include based on their names alone. Uh, so for me personally, I'm going to rank this personally. Number one, Jeremy Reeves, going to be a stud. Number two, Dallas Goddard, football player name, guy that's going to run over people and just be a, a monster here. Like, listen, if, if you don't, if you haven't already talked yourself into Zach Gertz and Dallas Goddard being the non-killing version of Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski, like you're just a fraud. You're just a fraud. Because those two are going to be the most dynamic tight end duo in the history of the NFL. You heard it here first. Uh, Three, I have Avante Maddox. Just going to be a stud slot safety for about 10 years here. Four, I have Jordan Mailata. In. Great name. Strong name. An even stronger guy. Now, I have ranked 100. Joe Ostman. Like I told him, go pick up the hard hat, buddy, and get on the construction. Because you are not an edge rusher in the NFL. And finally, number 101, Toby Weathersby. Like, the fact that they even picked up the phone to call Toby Weathersby just shows us this this organization has lost its way. And I know that's tough, but I'm sorry. <laughs> um, from Leonard Gordon, do you think that Doug might use be able to use the big rugby player as a fullback at the goal line or as a blocking tight end? Listen, I already said, if, if you put him at fullback, Corey Clement, J.J., Darren Sproles, Josh Adams, whoever, will be able to run to Camden. That's how wide open that's going to be. I'm all for it, Leonard. From at Hey There, Mr. Sky, individually, I cannot see liking Sweat as a name, but when part of the long cock sweat trifecta, it couldn't be more perfect, right? You know what? I take it back. I'm all in on, I'm all in on Josh Sweat. Uh, I would love if Howie was just like, listen, buddy. Like he went to he went to Jeff Larry and was like, hey Jeff, we can't pass out this opportunity. Think about the retweets to Long Cock Sweat. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, from at BB Bruin eighty six, is there a player celebration more infuriating and more infuriatingly annoying than Zeke's feed me? Yes, it was Dez's X. Every time he threw up the X. I would yell profusely, profusely at the TV, oh, sit the fuck down. <laughs> Every single time it would bring out a really bad reaction from me. Um, from Jeff Schram, 
Uh, when is WIP going to give your own daily show? That's a good question. It's a fantastic question. Uh, we'll figure that out soon. <laughs> and uh, two, who's your fourth DT to make the team? Qualls, Vio, or Shitu? Uh, me personally, I like Destiny Viejo. Is it Viejo or Vio? I say Vio. I've heard people say Viejo. I'm going to go Vio, Destiny Vio. Uh, I like him a lot. All right, from Zach Allen, who is lower on the name test, Josh Sweat or Josh Adams? I feel like Josh Adams is too much of an accountant name to be a dirty, hard-nosed running back for us. Yeah, I really don't like the name Josh Adams for a running back. I think he should be working on some Civil War reenactments. Um, I, I will say that I'll, I am more in on Josh Sweat than I am on Josh Adams. But, like, why would you even draft guys named Josh? Like, listen, I'm sure there's Joshes that listen to this podcast. I'm also sure you're not in the NFL. That's all I gotta say. And final one here from uh, at Bebin Abraham. Let's take this one further. Rank the BGN radio contributors slash host based on name only. Okay, so let me preface this by one. I'm gonna take my myself out of this because obviously I'm the best. Um, and, and two, I love every single one of you, but I have to be objective here and just call it like I see it. So, number one, James Seltzer. Just the name James Seltzer sounds like a good radio slash TV slash just it just sounds like a good media name. James Seltzer just rolls off the tongue. I think that is that is a, a the strongest name of the BGN radio crew. Two John Barchard. It's just unique enough to where he stands out, but it's also John and it also rolls rolls off the tongue very well. Uh, it sounds like a media name. Three Vince Quinn. Very quick, very to the point. It makes sense in a lot of media circles. Uh, four, I'm putting Brandon Lee Gowton because like that, you can say it too fast and then it just stumbles over the words. Like it just stumbles a little bit. You know, they all, they all come in together. You gotta say like Brandon Lee Gowton instead of Brandon Lee Gowton. Like it kind of, it's a little bit too tough for, for people like me who don't read so good. <laughs> Please don't. That was a joke. Um, but it does help that he can get down to BLG. BLG is nice. It's like the, the good slang version of Brandon Lee Gowton. Five, I'm going to go Ben Solak. It's tough because it's like, is it Benjamin Solak? Is it Ben Solak? But Solak is a strong media last name. It's just unique enough, but it's just short enough, and it's not hard to say. And then six, Michael Kist. I just don't see it. I just don't see the Kist on the end. The Kist, it's just like, eh, I don't know. I need a little longer of a last name from Michael Kist. So Michael Kist, I would, I would work on your last name, Make it a little bit, make it a little bit longer. That would be my my main critique on the name Michael Kist. Also, decide on Mike or Michael. You know, it it, it can just confuse some people. But uh, I love you all dearly, and don't take that too personally. Anyway, that's gonna do it for the Counterpoint Podcast, brought to you by BGN Radio. BG, I don't know. I'm not gonna do that all again. Anyway, that's gonna do it for the Counterpoint Podcast. Uh, I'll be back next week. It's Howie. Howie season is over, and now it's uh, it's transitioning into Doug season. And I I can't wait. This is what your second record, and it's the song you wrote. Uh, yes, I write most of the stuff I record. I understand there are plans for something much more ambitious.